0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Subtle Storm, where we talk about all of the weathered experience it is that that is the human experience. (laughs) Thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to emotionally, um, Regulate and process in a difficult BDSM scene. And um, I'm gonna like kind of introduce this and absolutely bring it into another conversation at some point, um, kind of just going into basics of what it can look like and um, that it's okay to navigate it. <laughs> so I think a lot of the times what we hear in, oh, well, I think so much of the media is not pushing to us BDSM in its full potential. Like, I've seen a lot of memes or people posting about it, but not really educating openly. And that is there, but it's not always, like, the forefront of the media that you're intaking, you know? So, you know, it can be difficult to navigate a healthy scene and what a, like, loving and, um, yeah, what a healthy and loving scene can look like versus, a, you know, a difficult scene or an unhealthy scene or one that's just a little bit hard to process. And I've talked about it in previous episodes, but I always want to accentuate that in a BDSM scene, the highest priority is consent, enthusiastic consent, meaning that, you know, one person says yes, the other person says yes um, to all things involved. And There's explicit communication about what will be involved, and that those specific things are consented to, and it's also called vetting, is learning what your partners are into and what they're not, and getting consent and gaining awareness and gauges and safety signals and safe words, you know, so that it can be a mutually beneficial and safe scene. Um, you know, what it, what it can be if, if you don't do this is a violation of this person's um, you know, literal personal space, their body, their mind. And I'm mostly gonna be going in towards the mental aspects of this, which do encapsulate a lot of the physicalities in regards to this. So, you know, we know a healthy scene is consented. It's also with awareness. There's, you know, A BDSM scene is not just always sex. Um, Sex also should be aware, in my opinion. Um, Regardless of how into the BDSM scene you get, there should always be a sense of awareness of those traumas and triggers that you should have emotionally discussed before, openly discussed before, and of those things that you did and did not consent to. And I think without awareness, in my opinion, it's personally an indirect invalidation or um, violation of consent. Because when you're in a BDSM scene, you're really consenting towards somebody being aware and considerate of your needs and of their needs at the same time within your within your um, boundaries. And what that can look like, again, is, you know, in a scene that doesn't go well, because we're going to focus on this side of it today, um, which it happens. And I think another ex- thing to be aware of in BDSM is the taking away the expectation that it has to go perfectly or that you know it's not always that it's not going to be especially if you're in a dynamic like 24-7 dynamic or if you're in a partnership that involves in bdsm it's not always going to be smooth but the awareness and the consent is the most important part of that and communication without that you know you don't really have a scene but going back to say that scenes aren't always going to go as planned. And part of the consent that you gain or that you have when in communication about a scene or consenting and, and vetting is that you're consenting to the dangers of it. So like, you know, there could be a potential for like, you know, a rope to cut off a nerve circulation and you kind of consent to the risks. You know, there's there's this thing I can't remember what it's called. Risk risk and a risk. Consent and awareness, something like that. I probably should have <laughs> looked that up, but risk risk awareness is really what portion of consent is. It's an exclusive, you saying like, "Hey, I have, I am going to take all the necessary safety precautions to avoid this, but it's still a potential, and I need you to be consenting and acknowledging of this." Um, but we're also, again, we're going to focus today on the mental aspects of it when it's consented, but it's not consented, but it's still a loving and healthy dynamic. So you know, there are just so many times where, or I think in, um, Fifty Shades of Grey, they highlighted on this. I'll give you a scene so you can understand more of the topic at hand. There's a scene where, um, Grey, I can't remember her name, but the woman, um, she was bent over being flogged. Um, I mean, this whole movie is really not about consent, which is unfortunate for the BDSM community and absolutely should be in awareness when talking about it. Um, But he didn't really give any asking for explicit consent and what her boundaries were in those regards. And he was flogging her and paddling her and things. And she was just continuing to drive down this emotional hole. And you see her face the whole time. And she gets up and she's upset and she can't look at him. And she's super upset and crying and just emotionally hysterical. And what this really is, is, you know, the sub drop so after a sub, or a scene, or during the middle of a scene, you go into a deep headspace, a submissive can go into really deep headspace, as well as a dominant, um, and in this headspace, you get, you know, kind of either far off from your body, deeply connected with your body, deeply in in your head, in the cosmos, wherever, wherever it is, um, you know, I feel like everyone experiences it differently, but it's quite intense, and it's not, you know, it's present, but it's, it's, absolutely intense um and the sub drop is kind of a a shift from the scene into reality and in that moment there's supposed to be a level of aftercare and comfort that's you know provided for the submissive to feel good in that drop and to honor that and we'll get into that aspect a little bit later um And, But in this moment, he clearly had violated her boundaries by that, but let's just say that this scene was consented to, um, and I'll give an example of me in a scene as well to give more context, let's say that in this example, um, well, let me first explain that, like, in those moments, even if it was consented, there can be times where you're a little bit more emotionally sensitive. And even if you did consent, you might've actually not realized that you were not in the space to receive that type of pleasure or pain. Um, to me, they're the same thing, (laughs) but yeah, you might not have been in the space to receive that. And it might be difficult for you to process what's happening or to get into a safe headspace. um, that headspace can be very triggering depending on what you've experienced in life. Maybe she experienced physical abuse and all of those things were coming up for her. Um, in the wrong space or the wrong person, that can feel extremely violating and extremely triggering. Um, so what she did in that moment is revert to probably old childhood tactics to protect herself by, you know, pushing him off of her, not letting her, him touch her. Um, kind of running away and not addressing the situation or not even feeling safe but it makes sense because she's in the survival mode from what the emotions induced um you know and so again let's go to pretending like the situation was consented and like let's switch the narrative how this could have been addressed um let's say it was consented there was a prior negotiation and maybe she was not in the headspace for it and you know you witness yourself going into this deep headspace and maybe she, a way that you could handle this in a sense is by allowing yourself, how I feel like you can heal through dynamics like this or in a difficult scene like this is to be present, know that it was consented. You know, you kind of have this in your mind the whole time, but it can feel like you're gaslighting yourself of like, did I? Um, So when you're in that difficult emotional state, you know, to allow yourself to go there, but also acknowledge that it's safe to go there in the midst of the scene. I think that's really how to do it, is allow yourself as a submissive to say, okay, you know, I'm safe, (coughs) excuse me, I'm safe, and this is difficult, and to allow yourself to feel the feelings fully. Um, I'm going to give you an example of a scene that I was in, Um, not too long ago where I did this, there was a scene, um, I'm not going to give too many details because I don't know, I I have no other prior parties' consent to talk about this, but I'll just give my experience. I was working with a dom, and I was being flogged, and just, it was a lot of impact in this scene, and in the midst of it, I started to go into this pain response, Um, And it felt safe, it felt like comforting, like I was able to express, I expressed myself like in a way that I'd never had before, Um, and I felt myself crying and just being very overwhelmed and intense, the emotions were incredibly intense, and I felt similar feelings that I felt in other situations, and I was having flashes in the middle of subspace to those situations, but it felt like safe to process it. So the way that I perceived it was literally going into like that darkness in a sense and being able to hold space for it and say, oh no, I'm going to process this and I'm going to go through this right now so that I can reframe it or allow yourself to revitalize the emotions in a sense. And I think in that moment, the aftercare is the most important thing that you could possibly give to yourself is acknowledging that was a difficult experience for me, but I'm happy that it happened and I just want some comfort right now. Or to even be able to express yourself out of that. And say like, yes, this was hard. This was difficult. This was challenging. I experienced this. Let's talk about this. And a good dom should know how to be able to, you know, hold space for you and comfort you. Because this is a very common reality to experience. You know, the difficulty in experiencing things like this and i think a part of bdsm is acknowledging that you know a lot of these sexual kinks and things like that do come from traumas and there's nothing shameful about that that's part of what sexuality is i think and i think a lot of society wants to ignore that but i think in kink we do really embrace that and you know part of exercising is to acknowledge that and also to affirm somebody when they're expressing to you that's what they experienced um and you know, other things that can happen is, like, not being there for aftercare and not, like, giving full attention for aftercare. And um, in those moments, the best thing for the dom to do is to affirm the submissive, you know, once they recognize or come to, if, if it is a loving and healthy relationship to, you know, give that affirmation to the to the sub and say, Hey, I am here for you. You're not alone. I'm I'm happy to listen to you. I have space for you. I can do these things so that they don't feel like they were abandoned. Because that the feeling that comes in there is, you know, you can feel used, you can feel abandoned and it can feel really challenging to like venture into those emotions without support especially after, like, the sub-drop, for example, like, you're in this intense heightened state of emotion, um, in experience, in feeling, physicality, and to not be able to have been brought down from that space is, you know, extremely challenging of an emotion to feel. It can be triggering. It can be traumatic in some regards. So the best that the Dom can do in those regards is to affirm and to hold space for those emotions. That's a lot of what BDSM and aftercare is, is, you know, working through those things and recognizing that they're normal and it's okay. And same with kink as a whole, (coughs) excuse me, in regard is, You know, kink is normal. Kink is part, I feel like, of a majority of people's experiences, even though they don't always recognize it. That's, you know, I feel like we all have something that we kind of look for in sex, even if, or even in life, it's not always about sex. But, yeah. So... I think overall, the premise that I'm trying to get to, I mean, I I went all over the place in this, and I think, you know, it's okay to do that sometimes, I'm also affirming myself that it's okay to just kind of bop around, it's a little bit more of a conversational one that just kind of was on my mind, um, (laughs) thank you for listening, and (laughs) part of learning to heal and address emotions is to allow yourself to experience them and to flow into them and it is one of the most difficult things you can allow yourself to do but it's also the most powerful and I think one of the hardest places to do that in is within sexuality and in kink or I mean it's easier to do it in kink and bdsm once you've done it in sexuality but as a whole those I think kind of come together in a lot of ways so the premise of what I'm saying is Even within difficult experiences and exchanges, there's still an opportunity for you to venture into that and allow yourself to just feel it fully and go into it and say, I'm just going to experience this and figure it out and demand love and demand kindness from whoever has been conjoined with you in that experience because you're not alone and you're not venturing into these scenes alone majority of the time and you're consenting to these things so uphold your boundaries and it's okay to do that and also for all the doms out there you know hold space for anybody you're playing with to experience their full well-roundedness of emotion and emoting it's normal and it's okay um i think in general we can absolutely hold space for people experiencing life and venturing into things like kink that aren't always normal and aren't always talked about. I think a big part of, again, like I said, a big part of BDSM is accepting the risk and moving through the risk with awareness. It's the same way that you would treat a relationship as you would to a mishap in BDSM. You know, and it's not always an attempt at ego. A lot of the times it's really just happens. People make mistakes and things happen. And I think part of that is acceptance of this could go wrong, but I trust in myself to navigate through this regardless. And I think that's also why vetting is important, so that you know regardless that you know, if you're the Dom and you're vetting a sub that they're gonna be able to hold their own and they're not gonna hold it against you or make you the bad guy or You know, and that they'll be able to uphold their emotions, be able to communicate to you their emotions, be able to express themselves and be honest. It's a big one. And, you know, hold space for themselves and also for you and- As a sub-vetting a dom, make sure that they hold space for your emotions, that they allow you space to have emotions, that they are prioritizing consent and awareness and self-awareness and emotional maturity so that you can venture into these scenes knowing regardless that you're going to be safe and supported within yourself even to be able to navigate these things, you know. I digress. I'm sure I'll venture into this again, but this is just a quick thought that I had and I hope that you enjoyed and got something out of it. And please, again, feel free to message me, email me, um, Instagram DM me, whatever. I would love to hear your thoughts on these topics and would love to hear more about, you know, I always hear people like saying, yeah, they hear things that I say and they want me to like continue it or go off on a whole tangent about that and I'm happy to do so just let me know um thinking about doing some sub series on here too so if you have any ideas with that feel free to let me know I love you guys thank you for supporting and for being you um safe scenes <laughs> much love namaste